Welcome to Setting the Record Straight with Brenda Sanders. Ah, did I just say that? Brenda K. Sanders is my name. Thank you again for tuning into the broadcast this afternoon. Thank you for listening uh, to this broadcast. You know, truth, I say this a lot. Truth is hard to digest. Something difficult to digest. Uh, We like to walk and be in the in the midst of comfort and comforting uh, things and as we walk through life it can get tough it really can and uh, part of uh, this dimension that we call life and it involves actually tough situations I know I've had my share I've had I believe more than my share is what I say more than my share of tough situations And so when you listen to my broadcast, uh, with all I have to say, and uh, with all of the truth, uh, and I'm telling you it's the truth, uh, I am willing to polygraph about it uh, to that degree to tell you it's the truth. And I'm talking about every aspect, every facet of what I say here on Setting the Record Straight is true. It is true. And... You know how they uh, fact-check the president, President Trump? Well, you can fact-check me. And if you can't fact-check it, then you can check with me personally. If you don't want to check with me personally, you can go to my Instagram uh, social media accounts at uh, Instagram, Brenda K. Sanders. Brenda K., that's middle initial K. That K stands for Karen. (laughs) Brenda K. with an initial Sanders or Brenda K. Sanders for Congress, which is the uh, website that I uh, post a lot of my videos. Uh, You know, I have hundreds at this point uh, about and document my uh, air stalking, gang stalking experience. 
uh, I do it there. I do it there on Instagram. I also do it on Facebook. And guess what? After all these years, I'm, I'm just learning my Facebook address. And it is facebook.com uh, double slash or, or, or single slash Brenda K. Sanders or a Brenda K. Dot Sanders dot three. Just learning that link. Uh, <laughs> when I had to, I guess, learn the link. And that is my link for Facebook. But what you will find is a lot of posting about my experience. A lot of documentation about the things that I'm telling you here on the podcast. Seeing, uh, seeing the, uh, setting the record straight. I mean, I, I started out with... Uh, an effort to, you know, tell others that uh, everything does not, is not what it seems to be. And it, it has proven to be true. I mean, when I was taken down as a judge, removed from my position, uh, they tried almost everything they said was a lie, a, a fat lie, outright uh, lying, uh, perjury. For those that testified under the record against me, on the record against me, perjury. And so while I offered to polygraph to my former, not really employer, but my former entity where I worked, the state of Michigan and the 36th District Court, I offered to polygraph. Oh, you did not go to your doctor. Yes, I did. You said you were this and that, and that's not true. I said, well, let me polygraph. Oh, no, we don't want you to polygraph. You know why they didn't want me to polygraph? They didn't want me to polygraph because I previously, you know, and you, this is what I say about President Trump. When you know someone that politi- politics, you know, it has its own built-in, uh, you know, you know when you're in power that to stay in power, you're going to have to keep yourself uh free of accusation if you can and people who are desperate to uh, take you down or get some kind of political advantage over you uh, will do things I mean they will they will investigate every aspect of your life including that life that you had before you even became a political person Uh, and 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 they will go back and make something of nothing I have been through it but in that vein is when you have to really be careful. You have to watch everything. And I'm not making any comment on what President Trump is charged with because I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm, I'm just going to wait and see what the evidence says. Um, but we tend in political, everything uh, that was done in a normal setting in our normal life uh, activities in politics, it, it is blown up. It is blown up. So if you had, like, say, for instance, me, if I had a male friend that I did, in fact, I had a male friend, attorney friend, he did a lot of personal injury work, and so did I in Detroit and in and around Detroit and southeastern Michigan. He was one of the big guys. So he became one of the big guys in personal injury, especially when it came to suing insurance companies. And we were friends a long time ago. We've been friends so long. And then when I became a judge, 
that became an issue. My friendship with that attorney became an issue. Why? Because he had maybe three or four cases uh, on my docket. And I had to uh, really decide to not associate it with him anymore because of my um, judge position. And so everything is politicized. Everything is everything everybody you know anybody who wants to get a political advantage uh, use will use something like that that's innocent something that has been a long time situation and make it a political event and make it a political incident and that's what I believe has happened with President Trump and you know innocent words can be uh, criminalized and you have to be very careful is what I'm going to say um Everything is looked at. Everything. And when we, let me tell you, when we discover and we are vast, uh, discovering vastly that we're being watched more than we thought, that there are mechanisms in the sky uh, that are watching us, satellites, the cell phone towers. There, I heard President Trump speak of, on uh, the 4th of July when they had that parade, speak of a space air force. And I believe that's in play now. I believe that that's not something that he is proposing. I think that is something that is already operational. We have a central intelligence agency is not central at all they're everywhere in everybody's business and when we see some of the incidents that we see in the news in the media we know that you know something's not right there is a mass effort to chronicle and and, and uh, you know document what everyone is doing and, you know, it's not only Big Brother, it's Big Sister. It's Big big Sister, yes, because the head of the CIA is a, a lady, a woman. The Air Force is headed by a woman. All of these agencies are headed by women so that they can harass women. And, you know, that's nothing but a cover-up tool. Uh, oh, women, a woman wouldn't harass another woman. A black would not harass or harm another black. Oh, really? Well, what it does is it masks the hate. It masks the harassment because we don't normally look like that. But what we must do is start looking in a different way and expand our vision. Uh, we must expand our vision. There's a word I'm looking for even from the yesterday's broadcast, and I can't yet uh, get that word in my mouth uh, it, it, to expand the way we look at things because weapons are being used against us that we can't see we can't really see so when you see someone that walks up that's afro-american and you're Af afro-american or african-american you think oh they're cool they're cool they sound cool they talk cool they're, okay that's me uh when you see somebody and you're a white female walk up and they're they're female you think, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm uh, nothing to worry about. No guard up. No walls are up. But that is not the way we should be operating in our society. Things have changed, or maybe they've just been exposed about who's harming us, who is harming our interests. And politically, I mean, that is a convenient way to harm people is to 
put someone in a position uh, politically where they look like uh, the sector of society that they're representing. And let me also say this, this is my disclaimer, that not everyone that is in political uh, authority is out to get everybody that looks like them. And I will use, for example, myself. Uh, It is not and never has been my aim to get those that look like me. I think uh, even as, in fact, I know even as a judge in my position, I, I follow the law. Uh, I was told when I became a judge, oh, look, you don't show favoritism. You, uh, you don't do this, you don't do that. Well, I followed that, every letter of the law. And I did it because I was supposed to. And when I had friends that would come into my courtroom and, and come in and say, for instance, just a little thing like approaching the bench without permission or bypassing the bailiff, and you know, they want to say, well, I know her, there's no problem. No, my formalities uh, were kept intact, no matter who was in my courtroom. And, you know, God has to tell us things. And uh, of late, I have renewed that commitment to listen to what God has to say. Uh, A lot of times our physical environment will fool us. It will deceive us. And there's some spiritual things that we need to know. There's some spiritual truth that we need to know. And we can only get it from God himself. He is the um, CIA of our spirit. He will tell you, uh, he will intelligently communicate to truth to us. And I think that's the only thing we can trust. And while I have endured quite a few trials, uh, Uh, more than my share, like I just said. I know that recently, when I was ready to discard and dispense with what God had to say, and that that is something that uh, I have endured, uh, I have learned that He regenerates Himself in a great way and shows us our uh, direction when we're looking for guidance and when we're looking for Uh, where we should be going. A lot of times, have you noticed that a lot of times our direction when it gets mixed up is a lot of times a direction uh, when it looks like it's most negative may be something positive. I've had that a lot. I've had it a lot. Uh, It's not fun though and I thought that many, many years after my election as judge when I really really endured some very negative things and then uh, came up to win my election, I thought I had everything beat. I thought that I had really conquered every spiritual obstacle that I could conquer. The doubt, the rejection, the impatience, sometimes that can be a problem. Uh, Looking at what we see as opposed to moving by faith. I thought I accomplished all that because of all the obstacles that I faced, uh, when I was running my 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 election as a, as a uh, my um, campaign as a judge, I mean my opponent spent five times the money that I spent. He, I, you know, he he outspent me so so badly that I, I just presumed I was going to lose that election, and it turned out I did not. Well, I learned from that that there is a spiritual uh, movement 
that we can't see and sometimes he lets us know but we don't want to accept it we don't want to accept that oh no are you kidding me or uh no i went there and that didn't look like what you told me or when i went there there was so much negativity i could not sustain my view of that being a god thing so whatever it is i mean i thought i had conquered it all uh if it sounds like i'm jumping around today i am forgive me (laughs) i'm diverting but when you think, and this, this, is, this is part of my personal experience here of gang stalking, air stalking as well. When one thinks that you've seen it and heard it all and done it all, uh, there's something new. And uh, I believe that the higher the faith mount, mountains that, that one has climbed, the, 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 the higher, the taller the mountains get that, uh, you know, I've never been through a chemical attack before. I've never been through uh, the radiation attacks. Uh, I I mean, uh, who could imagine such a thing? Now, in 2007, I'm talking spiritual and, I guess, in a secular mode today because these are secular events. Uh, these These are everyday events that I've experienced. But in 2007, I was shown. I wasn't shown. No, this is what I want to say. I was told via prophetic uh, utterance that God was going to start making some turns in the air and he was going to make some turns in the area of electronics and that he was going to make make it some turns in the area of comedy. Now, I immediately, when he said turns in the air, I immediately did think something in air maybe airplane when he told me about the air electronics I thought um electronics (laughs) I I didn't know what to think I I just knew that I was one that did not really have a lot of uh, electronic expertise I, I I fail when it comes to electronic things I know people that know a lot about the phones and how to get here and there on the on the internet and I do not I'm a very basic internet user and so when he gave me that word what I did do I put it in blue cursive writing uh, on my computer which is what I used to do when I used to pre- receive a prophetic word maybe I'll start back doing that because that's what I used to do I would put it in an email and email it to myself or in that instance I was attending a church at that time and I emailed it to a pastor that prophecy and uh, I said God is getting ready to start doing something well look how long it's taken that was in 2007 and so he says I'm taking some turns in the air now just recently he said something to me and now it has all the meaning you can think of he said I'm going I'm to take some more turns I'm saying, okay, more airplanes. Okay, I've gotten adjusted. Not really adjusted, because it's it's very difficult to see these planes and have to endure the chemical torture torture that is dispensed from the planes. But he said, I'm taking some more turns. And guess what? I I didn't even write it down. I just know it was over the summer. I knew it was over the summer. Uh, It may have been before April, which is when I started 
uh, realizing that we were under a chemical uh, uh, radiation attack, under uh, a, a kind of weapon weaponry I'd never seen. Uh, when I went to the gym, that's the first day, it was like when I felt something uh, run across my head like a hairpin, the back of my head, I was at the gym, I completed my workout, I saw a high school, old high school classmate in the gym. Of course, I'm back in my, my high school uh, class hometown. I'm from Detroit, born in Detroit. Uh, we lived in Detroit, uh, my sister and I, until we were 12. When my dad came back here to South Carolina after he was injured in an accident. So um, we're natives of Detroit, but we spent a great part of our life, well, part, because I lived here from the time I was 12 when we came from Detroit till I was 17. And then I immediately uh, went back to Detroit. I went back to uh, Michigan. Uh, we graduated out of the 11th grade. I probably said this before. Uh, that's how in much of a hurry I was to get back to Michigan, uh, get back to the city. Uh, graduated out of 11th grade, my sister and I. And we never went to 12th grade. We never had a prom. We never, uh, we did graduate in a graduation though, in the 11th grade that we were in, still in 11th grade. And then we had to complete uh, two or three summer classes. And then we went on back to Michigan. And by the time I was 17, we were back, we were in college. In, in Detroit. Uh, we started, I started my collegiate career at Wayne State University in Detroit. However, that only lasted a semester or two, and then I went on to the University of Michigan, where I completed the rest of my education. I'm kind of, you know, I don't, I forgot. Now I've gotten off again. But what I want to get back to is how God speaks, how it's manifesting. Um, and it has. What he told me was this. I'm going to take some more turns. And I believe the turns uh, were the, the, the radiation, the, the smoke chemicals that I had not sensed previously. And so um, that was another turn that the Lord took. Now, the turning is difficult. The turning is very difficult but I'm trying to believe and I I struggle with it daily that the, these turns of radiation and I put this, this all on the internet you can see it on Instagram and uh, Facebook is that the turns will turn again hopefully to not something worse because the endurance uh, gets more difficult when you have to endure something like this who would think that that, that uh, one would be under chemical attack I chalked it up to coming to South Carolina uh, returning here uh, I had no choice pretty much but you know you're in the, the rural areas and this uh, chemical proliferation for lack of anything else has accelerated I believe because I was in a rural area but it happened in Michigan when I returned in 2017 and 2018. It did, it happened there, and I remember having difficulty breathing there just as I did here, as I have here. Except it was not the visible, the visibility was not as bad. Now when I was running for Congress in Detroit last summer, 
there were X's everywhere. There were there were uh, chemical trails and so forth everywhere. Um, and I photographed them and posted them in uh, on my Instagram page. Sometimes something very bad can happen to you. You can be embarrassed by it, even though it's not your fault. It's embarrassing to tell it. Uh, it's embarrassing to speak of it. And you wonder whether people are going to think you're crazy. And, and that's pretty much how my family treated me. You know, you're nuts, you're nuts. That's the way they treated me when I was removed as a judge. Ah, you know. This is for a good reason. We sure they know what they're doing until I wanted to be vindicated. I wanted to be exonerated from what I was experiencing back then. And the Lord found a way to do it. He has, I guess, uh, uh, backed up my claims with this air stalking and gang stalking. It was just uh, a confirmation that there are parties out there trying to get rid of you and abusing their authority, their rogue in a way, rogue in a way. And so uh, it's not just something that they stumbled upon. Uh, you're not uh, deemed uh, crazy or mentally ill for a reason. I mean, I reported the suspicious death of two of my colleagues, two of them. One found dead in his home with a plastic bag over his head when he was alone. Uh, he had been trying to contact the FBI. Uh, he had a golf tournament the next day, and I understand it was very in a very upbeat mood. And the other was found dead behind his home in his boat uh, with a a battering so bad they could not understand uh, identify his face, identify him because his face was so beaten um, so badly. Well, both of these individuals. I had some contact with before they died. I also had the experience of uh, suffering from the loss of another friend, which is a mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. I say this over and over and over. Uh, this, that was somebody I, I'd known for 30 years, for the whole lifespan of my legal career, and knew other members of his family as well, and, fam and was familiar with his work and, and his various uh, victories in the courtroom. And so when he ran for mayor, I supported him. I supported and knew his family very well. And uh, we were corresponding. I can make contributions to his campaign. And I even thought, I said, since he won, maybe I'll go down to Jackson and celebrate with he and his family. And it was just like that. Only to find that on my first uh, day of my cruise in 2014 and I went on a cruise I went on the Soul Train cruise uh, the first day he died he died mysteriously uh, and they have not investigated his death there's been no autopsy uh, about his death and so uh, I went to the Justice Department very very even before his death but immediately after I reported the, this, what I thought were the suspicious deaths of the two judges of my colleagues, um, then there was another suspicious death of a person that I knew or had close contact with. The first judge who died with a plastic bag over his head was my opponent in my judicial race. And for the most part, we had a very acrimonious relationship because we were opponents in a political race. Uh, he did some very 
egregious things during the race and I was very angry with them for a long time. Uh, but after I prevailed in the race, I kind of, you know, just let it go. Uh, but what happened was we took a step and just agreed since we he was appointed later to be a judge just like me on the same bench. What happened was he... Uh, we made up. One day we were in the elevator. We caught, you know, we were caught in the elevator together, and we decided to shake hands, and call it, call it a truce, you know, or whatever. And uh, we did that. And subsequently, we were talking at a party. We were laughing, talking, joking, and someone must have found that to be uh, troublesome because he was later. Like I said, it wasn't immediate. I think it was about a couple of months later found dead in his home with a plastic bag over his head and the other colleague that that was found dead the day before maybe two days well first of all like me he had run for mayor of the city of Detroit uh, in thir- 2013 was his run against Mayor Mike Duggan and he was a judge and I think oh wow he'd been on the bench close to 20 years before he ran for mayor but he did not even make it through a primary And um, the day, uh, just a few days prior to his death, I had made contact, not directly with him, but with his first cousin, uh, because I was looking for a property to rent or buy. And just so happened, I I ran across this cousin who's a real estate agent, and I and he said his last name, and I said, oh, wow, you, you related to Judge so-and-so? He said, yeah, that's my first cousin. And so I was going out of town, and I said, I tell you what, I'll make uh, more contact with you when I return to Michigan, because I have to go see about my mother. This was in 2013, right before the election, just days before the election in November. And I said, so I'll see you when I get back, looking for a property to rent or buy. He said, okay, uh, I'll see you. I'll set up some things I'll, and we can go look at things when you get back. Do you know that man's, his, his, his judge cousin was dead before I returned on election day 2013. Now that is not to scare you. There's absolutely no reason to be afraid. But what we must do is watch. The Bible does tell us to watch as well as pray. Watch watch as well as pray look around look 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 uh, at who's doing what there was a gentleman that that uh followed me on instagram or i saw him on instagram that had a, a shotgun or some kind of it may have been the ar-15 that they use in these shootings had it and he was pictured with deshaun watson out of texas the other day and i think i, I think i screenshotted it and so i, I did i took a screenshot so i'm gonna post it on one of my uh, sites just so this guy can be looked at but we have to watch as well as pray we live in some times when when some people have been released into political circles that are not trustworthy we live in times where those who have already been released and apparently we think gone on are still around trying to run things and so uh you know the various influences that we thought were not there are there and they're negative and they're we have to watch and pray and we have to see patterns we have to see who's doing what and so then we have to watch ourselves watch everything we do because everything we do can be turned 
excuse me, into a mechanism to control us later. To control us later. Sorry, I coughed. But that is my cue to end the broadcast. I thank you uh, for tuning again into the program Setting the Record Straight with Brenda K. Sanders. That's me. I thank you for listening to the broadcast. To the broadcast. Hopefully, you will join me again here tomorrow on Setting the Record Straight. And uh, I will try uh, definitely without any interruption to post the broadcast by 5 o'clock tomorrow. Seems like I've had an interruption almost every day since I started this podcast back. But in any event, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed evening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.